Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Kia ora everyone and welcome back to your bona fide favourite pop culture podcast uh, you're joined with Lucy, husky, husky voiced Lucy today. Why the husky voice, Lucy? Said Belle. <laughs> I think you all have been listening long enough to know that whenever I drink alcohol, I lose my voice. And we've talked about this before because, as a singer in our band <laughs> and as a podcaster, it's really not a good trait. And just know, everyone, this wasn't because I was even smoking sickies or anything. This is just alcohol. I think I have nodes. Just to- <laughs> I've got glandular fever. <laughs> glandular fever. No, but I, I will say. What were you sipping on? A, a few white wine spritzes. Okay, no. So this is kind of what describes my week as well, so we'll just get right into it. Um, I was sipping on, first of all, beer at Quiz. Yeah. Then we won the quiz, everyone. Stop. I've never won shut a quiz up, in my shut life. Bloody up. What? And we're like a bunch of Gen Z's and one 49-year-old. What? <laughs> <laughs> what did you win? A neat pack? No, so we won. A you win a bottle pack. of wine. Yeah. And you win a round of shots. And I think the shots were like tequila sunrise or something, which was yum. So at that point I'd had beer, wine, Tequila. Okay. Then we went out to celebrate the win. Because as you should, as you shall. We have never won a quiz. And it's like not normal for the group of young people at the quiz to win the quiz. Yeah, because the questions are always like, yeah. in the 1987 Winter Olympics in yes. Helsinki, you're like, fucking hell. Yeah, like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. I'm going to lose the quiz. What was your winning question answer? Like, do did you have a, like, moment? There was one and it was like, all about confectionery, but they were sort of like riddles. And it was the answer was Reese's peanut butter cup. And the question was like, I can't even remember what the first word was, but it was like something nuts and weed or something weird. Okay. And you had to like jumble it up. And anyway. so it was slam poetry. It, <laughs> Anyway, then we left. We went to this Irish pub that one of the guys works at, and then a real Portuguese experience. <laughs> and then, like, one of the guys that was in our team bought me this fucking Irish beer, which wasn't Guinness, but it was really dark and okay. it was disgusting, disgusting. disgusting. <laughs> and then, can you speak in an Irish accent? <laughs> it was fucking warnious. No, and then there was Zambuca shots. Whoa, and I. Had one. I was like, I love this. And because <gasps> the guy that worked there just got given them. So then I had the people that didn't want the Zambuca shot. Stop. And so then, You had like a full kind like, of like charcuterie board of, no. of alcohol. And I felt it this morning. And like I woke up and people have posted videos on Instagram. I'm like <laughs> singing Wagon Wheel. You were I'm, not. Yeah. We can't do this podcast. You're a Wagon Wheel girl. Well, it just was, it just <gasps> came on. As I live and there breathe. There was a live. A live band, obviously related. And did you get up and sing? No. No. There's videos of me. There's like 
my head and then another girl's head above and then a taller girl's head above and we're screaming Bohemian Rhapsody. And I'm like, I don't really remember some of this happening. And Are you all good to be saying this on mic? <laughs> hey, hun, um, you're good. Hey, are you on hinging? <laughs> No, and, and then, like, there's nothing worse. <laughs> we know I get anxiety than waking no, up and seeing videos. Being tagged? Mm. Oh, yeah. I hate it so much. The, yeah. ki- the kind of good thing about being overseas and being tagged. No is one that, fucking knows you. Yeah, you're all kind of all good. Everyone's like, oh, who's that unhinged lady in the background? Yeah. No, front and fucking centre. Fucking, oh, my no. God, centre stage over here. Since she was centre stage. and then Did you get the band? Did you ask the band if they played, like, Sabotage by Beastie Boys. Um, no, but Heart of Glass did get played. No. Yep. yep. We did it better. Naturally. Obviously. Because we won, but we won't go into that. And if you're lost on that story, <laughs> just go and listen to the whole year worth, year's worth of podcast before this. Um, and then I woke up and I'd sent like unhinged voice messages <gasps> to Ruby. No. Videos to my family. To your family. Like terrible kind of just oh, why do I do that every time? I love that. I, okay, this is where we're really similar. Our love language is content. Yeah. But I love – it's probably because I love receiving it as well, like yeah. a, a kind of almost Shakespearean soliloquy, like drunk yes. WhatsApp voice message. It's my yeah. it's my love language. Yeah. And I mean, Ruby, we're doing it over Slack. <laughs> <laughs> I did see you send a Slack like – 2.13 a.m. and I was like, she's a committed girl. <laughs> she's on Slack at the function. No, it was like, and one of the responses Ruby sent me was like, that's okay, you can deal with that in therapy or something. Oh. <laughs> I must have just been unraveling. Oh, my God. Can you show me them after this? No, no, absolutely not. They are to live in Ruby and I's Slack messages. So anyway, what describes my week is winning the quiz and being the most hungover today that maybe I've ever been really I've had the type of day where you feel like the worst person in the world so lazy so ugly so disgusting you know when you just have those days honestly you have ship shined up yeah I had to hell out of that I put on makeup to come to a podcast because I felt and looked disgusting you're wearing a necklace you're wearing a statement resin necklace and two rings to make me feel something God is real and she's sitting opposite me. That's incredible. I will also say that mine and Lucy's like guilty pleasure here (laughs) is this chocolate mousses you can buy from the kit like from the mini presso. And they're like one euro. And if we're ever having a bad day, they're just like one will just be slid across the table, like slid into your room and then the door shut. Or like slid into your shelf on the fridge and and there are two on the desk. Yeah, on the podcast studio desk, I had picked up a bottle of red, <laughs> some Pringles, and two chocolate mousses and had to ask the cafe outside the podcast studio if I could please borrow some spoons. No! <laughs> but I did bring a bottle opener for the wine. I Did you? You bought it I from BYO. BYO. Like, that's good. Opener. She's a thinker. I do just like breaking down any conception, like misconceptions that like you're We're a chic woman. It's like, oh no, full rat. Like, full. yeah. F- like, but full rat. And today I was so unproductive, and there's nothing that makes me feel worse about myself than being unproductive. Than being unproductive. Yeah. I can't go easy on myself, but I still can't do the work. We're so similar. <laughs> yeah. And so you're just like stuck in this awful limbo. Yeah. I'm like <gasps> scrolling for days. No. Anyway. Honestly, you have like really polished up fine. In my darkest days of hangovers, 
I am not wearing a statement pink jumper in, in a costume jewellery. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, thank you. It took everything. What describes your week, Dal? Well, I don't want to, like, carry on an emo theme. And Do I, it. I oh. was going <laughs> to... Go on. <laughs> I was gonna say something else, and then like this thing happened to me just before I got here. <laughs> Why am I laughing? Because um, <laughs> if we didn't, we'd do what you did before we went on mic. No, don't bring up. Don't bring Sorry. up. Ruby, cut that out. Disgusting habit of yours. Yeah. Um, okay, no. So years ago, and by that I mean maybe sometime last year, I would have written a chime about like favorite words, and one of them was being lemonade. And it's a it's a word that I love to use when you've had a series of unfortunate <laughs> events. And if you don't get the reference, it's referring to the Lemony Snicket books, which was based on a family of three orphan children who something bad just keeps continually happens. So, I don't know why I'm not saying. <laughs> this is people like, what is your fucking podcast episode about today? <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to – okay, okay. They don't need to know because I've done a really descriptive title for this, oh, this okay, week. great. And so, you can just zip-zap through this prelude if you're not interested in knowing what Lemonated is. But I think you should use it because it's so good. Uh, it's basically when you have like a string of bad things happening to you, happen to you like in a day or a week. It, one day is worse because it's like way more dramatic. Anyway, I've had like just like a few crazy things happen to me today. Um Someone yelled at me in my office space and I hadn't done anything no. wrong. No. I've been scammed. And then I have been trying to buy this camera as a Christmas present to myself. And I saw it last week and I went into the camera shop and she was like, ah, I saw this 15 minutes ago. And I just burst into tears. Because <laughs> it's not like the an off the shelf camera that you buy. It's like one she had to hunt down. And it makes me sound like rich and pretentious, which is really not the vibe. But I just, I had been in there the week previous and I'd seen it and I didn't have enough money then to buy it. Anyway, it was so funny, but really cute because the lady, um, her name's Diana and I was calling her Lady Di, oh. just like, it was so embarrassing, but she gave me this big hug and like this bowl of water and was like giving me all these Portuguese proverbs about like when bad things eventually And the shop front is like very on the street. So there were people walking past just watching this like wet rat like crying in this camera store over not buying, being able to find this camera. (laughs) No, but it is very like, you know, when you get to those points – well, you just can't hold it in any longer. It was and the it's freeing. most random, like so many like challenging things are happening at the moment. And the fact that it like came to a camera is so not usually my vibe. And I just love No. <laughs> you have to laugh. It was really cute. She didn't let me leave until I had like stopped crying. And it was one of those things where like you're fine, but the tears just won't stop. Yeah. Um, anyway, so lemonade, so lemonade is just the word of my week, but I'm all good. I'm all good, eh? But I'm all good, like, actually, no everyone. Not, um, <laughs> Don't reach out because I'm fine. <laughs> this is not a cry for help. <laughs> and um, everything will change. But I think what I'm gifting to you with that story is using the word lemonade and being able to laugh about it. And um, here we are. So today we've got a fucking good episode, mostly, once again, thanks to Ruby for her energy in the should we cares. We're talking about Billie Eilish versus Variety. 
Taylor Swift versus Demois, Emrata versus body positivity, and then we're talking about what is up with all these gift guides. Like, okay, gift guides, are they stripping us of individuality, of individual thought? What's the point of a gift if you're just choosing from a list of things that are like the perfect gift for your partner under $50? Like, what's the point of a gift? Are there good points to gift guides? Maybe. We're going to figure that out. Strap in and find out. Strap in, but first. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Billie Eilish accuses Variety of outing her on the red carpet. Belle, did you see anything about this when it was erupting online? I love that you ask me that you have to do a quick check, like the resident aging millennial in the room. (laughs) So I've just been onboarded onto TikTok. I actually did. I love watching Billie Eilish from afar because I just, I'm fascinated by her fashion and obviously she's like so amazing in in what she does. But, um, and I saw this and I just thought it was such a fascinating kind of tension of, media and publicity and celebrity all in one. So unpack it for me, please. So in November, and I think a lot of you would have seen this because it went very viral, Billy did a cover story with Variety and she spoke about being attracted to women. So she said, I've never really felt like I could relate I could relate to girls very well. I love them so much. I love them as people. I'm attracted to them as people. I'm attracted to them for real. I have deep connections with women in my life, the friends in my life, the family in my life. I'm physically attracted to them, but I'm also so intimidated by them and their beauty and their presence. And then a lot of people took this as, oh, she said she's attracted to women. Also, it's like, are we really not past the point where, like, someone's like, – I thought everyone was basically bisexual these mm. days. I'm like, are we really – is that really news? Is yeah. that really news? It was to some people. And then over the weekend, Billy attended Variety's Hitmaker Awards and she accepted the award for Film Song of the Year for What Was I Made For from Barbie, obviously. And when she was on the red carpet, an interviewer asked her if she had meant to come out in that Variety interviewer, which is a totally loaded question to be asking, like, on camera to someone on a red carpet. And Billy said, no, I didn't mean to come out. But wasn't it obvious? I didn't realise people still didn't know. And then she went on to say that she doesn't really believe in coming out, adding, why can't we just exist? And then... Great song title there. What? Why can't we just exist? Oh, great metaphor for life. Not even a metaphor. (laughs) Great question for life. And then after that interview, Billy posted on Instagram... Thanks, Variety, for my award and for also outing me on a red carpet at 11am instead of talking about anything else that matters. I like boys and girls. Leave me alone about it. Please, literally, who cares? Stream, what was I made for? (laughs) And so I love That's so fucking good. I love that she said, please, literally, who cares? And it's so interesting because on one hand, like normalising 
or making other young people feel comfortable to do this has so often relied on famous people doing it first. So a lot of people would care and a lot of people would feel so seen. But then also we cannot constantly be expecting these celebrities to lay their entire selves out on a silver platter for us and like forcing them to be sort of the trailblazers in everything. Like she's a musician. Do we actually have to beg her to like give us more than that? She owe us more than that? Something we always talk about Mm. on here. Um, I think this was a misstep by the interviewer. Like totally. It reads to me as though they were hunting down a viral TikTok moment. And and they got it. And they got it, but at what expense? And I think this is actually a really interesting reflection of like how has the hunt and this like insatiable need to go viral actually shaped or changed the way we report on pop culture media news everything yeah. but particularly pop culture it's like that's so interesting because we know exactly how it's happened with news yeah. that's how we got clickbait yeah it's how we got like um 24 hour news cycles where yeah. the stories were written so shit so they could be first journalism journalism but when it comes to pop culture now that with tiktok in the mix yeah it is all about you get 30 seconds with a celebrity and now it's almost like what is my gotcha moment. It's like yeah. paparazzi. It really is. And I think as well, and it's really interesting because I see this sometimes as a writer, but I, I watch it a lot in terms of watching celebrities and pop culture, which is we just need people to identify as something because we see them now as brands. So it's mm. like, what's the one thing you are? Are you a queer musician? Are you a like a, a cottage core girly? Like what's the adjective that comes before what describes you? Yeah. And it's so kind of bleak because it just collapses people into these two dimensional things. And yeah. That's exactly what I think has happened here. I a hundred percent agree. And it like, it brings you back to like Kit Connor having to tweet his sexuality so that people would stop coming for him for playing a bisexual character in Heartstopper. And it's things like these are young, young, young people. Mm. They do not get the privilege of figuring themselves out just because they're a really good actor or a really good musician. Like in what world is that normal? Yeah. And so I think, yeah, I honestly good on Billy for – like for posting about it absolute like perfection in the copywriting perfection in the total handling and attitude of it all which is just like I think there's something so chic about someone who's able to point something out without being enraged or like making it as though they're on a political tirade but just to be like "Mm, crazy and also just simply be alive also women like have to do that because if they put in any loaded language it's like oh she's just angry and crazy yeah and billy just being like literally who cares like she knows it's important she's obviously part of that community yeah she's not saying who cares about like how important it is to fucking come out when you're ready etc etc she's saying who cares about me on the variety red carpet yes being like ambushed like this there's also listen to this, my song there's also this interesting element of women who don't dress traditionally extremely feminine obviously billy does but i would say like her signature look is like yeah hoodies yeah like oversized like hockey player tees yeah. baggy jeans and so immediately questioning sexuality comes into the mix a lot faster mm. than i think like 
traditional, very feminine, like yeah. presenting celebrities. And that's something that's really interesting, yeah. like as part of this discussion as well. Yeah, it actually is. And because it's like, why are you wearing a hoodie? It's like, because I fucking want to. Because I exist. Yeah. Like, are we all good? Can we You're move on? That? Listen to my song. So I do care about this story. Do you care about this story? Now we talk about it in this deep way. Like originally I was like, oh, just whatever. And then I thought about it and then I thought about this this very discussion. And I think it's so interesting and I think she's so cool. Yeah. So yes, I do. Two ticks. Speaking of fashion and people being questioned for what they're wearing. Great segue. We have one Emrata, Emily Ratajkowski, being called out for being fat phobic for her recent Instagram posts. So anyone that didn't come across the recent carousel of photos that Emrata <laughs> just posted. Do you um, follow her? No. Yeah. I try to curate my the people I follow so that I see people that are going to make me feel good about me. A hundred percent. Or that I'm going to be like I can draw some type of inspiration from that. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm like, what's the point of just following random celebrities? Like, no offense to her. No, do your thing. But like extremely hot people doing extremely unrelatable things yeah. is like. I think it's just one of your little bits of control you can have yeah. on the internet. Agreed. Is to curate that experience. But also no shade if you do follow her. No way. Yeah. God, no. Um, She posed for French magazine. Value. Maybe you can pronounce this you've got a bit of French. Um, le magazine. Um, le magazine. Yeah, there we go. Um, and in the, second, in the second image of these photos that she posted on a carousel, M. Rata is standing in like this pair of jeans that are like comically way too big for her, like the Subway ad with that guy that would be like, I lost all this weight for the Subway. that's all I could see. Yep. Jared, Jared from Subway. And also didn't Jared then be like done for sexual harassment? Oh, my God. Probably, like, wouldn't be surprised. Allegations of Jared Fogel having inappropriate relationships with minors began in 2007 but did not gain traction until 2015 when the FBI uncovered that he received child pornography from an associate, pleading guilty to the child sex tourism and child pornography charges the same year. He was sentenced to 15 years and eight months in federal prison. There you go. This is like when you asked me in a recent episode, maybe it was last week, is there a straight male comedian that hasn't been embroiled? (laughs) Yes. Is there a straight, like, famous ad character that hasn't been embroiled in sexual misconduct? Literally. Ah. Riddle me that. Riddle me that. Anyway, so back to the photo of Emrata in the huge jeans. She was essentially showing how tiny she was in these jeans. Um, And commenters went to town. We know what a comment section can be like all too well, but kind of rightly so, these comments went crazy. A comment with 18,000 likes said, writing a book centred on body image and then doing that second photo is crazy. And this was actually one of the points that a lot of people who had obviously invested money in buying her book, so they're, like, not only invested in her online and following her, but they'd also, like, physically invested mm. in her mm. and got so much out of her book because it was a really well-received book. Mm. They, rightly so, felt like, oh, um, this isn't really aligning with 
that thing that you poured your heart and soul into. Anyway, another comment made the observation, designers won't make plus sizes unless it's for a photo op where a thin person can be quirky. I think that is a really good comment and actually a really good point. It's like you see so many women, not even women that I wouldn't even consider to be plus size, coming on the internet or saying in their memoirs, like, when I wanted to dress for this red carpet or this event or whatever, they only had the, like, what's it called, sample size outfits and I would have to get special treatment just to get something that fit me. Yeah. And... God, it's like, aren't we so far beyond that? It's astonishing when you have these moments that really crystallise, like, actually how we haven't actually made that much progress. Like, we think we have because of general vibes, whatever. It's an extremely simplified way to say it. And then you have these stories like this and you're like, why is there still a sample size? Yeah, exactly. And it's that the trend right now is really, like, Baggy, oversized, like skater, yeah, like buy 90s. the big jeans, whack on a belt, tiny top, whatever. And when we go through trends like this, it means that the people that actually need these clothes to fit them, mm. because there's already such a limited section in normal stores for plus size people or in thrift shops, they're getting all taken by people that are getting in on the trends mm. and then plus-size people once again are being like, well, where the fuck can I shop? Mm. What what can I buy? So anyway, this was just really interesting um, because it's so not 2023. It does not feel very 2023. The post is still up. The comments are still on. The backlash is still like front and centre, but it's really interesting that it's still up there. I know, like... I thought about this and is it would it have been bad if they took it down like or leave it up but or and publish an apology I think leaving it up turning off the comments and and making an apology if she was like genuinely legally what well, one legally had to keep it up for brand purposes or something yeah and only if she genuinely was like fuck that was a misstep yeah. wasn't it and then post an excerpt from her book with what she actually yeah. thinks and feels. And obviously she sat with whatever she wrote deeply for yeah. a long time. I think that's a way through it. I really do. And it's it's funny, right, because it makes you just think, like, if you so fully believed in what you were writing, if body image was so front and centre in your experience of the world and something you felt really passionate about, how was that? Not yes. crossing your mind when the stylist and the photographer of, of the shoot was like, "Yeah, so crazy, you're in Jared from Subway's jeans." Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that, and so that unearths like a little bit of skepticism around like how genuine was yes was this book, and she's touted as one of the most beautiful women in the world, and she has such a like a she made out with Harry Styles <gasps> as we live and breathe, you know, stereotypically tiny, yes. Victoria's Secret Frame. Yes. And so that's what brings up that's what it brings up for me. It's yeah. like where what's the misstep here? Is the book a lie? Or were you yes. kind of like pressured into doing that shoot? Or did you just kind of have no idea? And I feel like that's always the question that we come back to whenever anything like this happens is just how did this get the green light when it goes through so many checks and balances? Yeah. But but also like at the very end of the day, it's a moral compass thing. Yeah. And I think like Lewis, you set this all the time. I'm always watching you. I'm always watching you like always. a hawk. 
especially when you drink too much you know (laughs) um but it's how you center your whole life and that it's so admirable to watch and I just think if something's so integral to who you are yes standing in a photography studio in those in that setup must have felt fucking uncomfortable I know so that's I actually think I I didn't really care about this at the start because like because as I said before, I don't follow her mm. because we get to choose our media digest, our social media diet, if we want to call it that, which is a very punny sort of way of... It's really like male journalists in 2007. Yeah. But I do care because it's like the book stuff, I didn't realise how many people had obviously read the book and taken so strongly to the body image part of it. And I think they're right in feeling a little bit confused by it all. Yeah. And she's she's not come out and said anything, right? Not, There's been no, like, kind of heartfelt piece to can. No. And our third and final, should we care, Demois and Taylor Swift's publicist are feuding. Have you seen any of this going on? Yes, I have. Because you're shocked. I know. I love impressing you. Yeah, and I, I love impressed. impressing the listeners. Yep. Yes, because Tree Pain is like, tell me – a more impeccable publicist, like Tree Payne, Taylor Swift's publicist, for anyone wondering. Like she is like the Chris Jenner of publicists. Yeah. She slays. So she's like this mythical legend um, and everyone who's a Swifty, like deep in Swifty lore knows of Tree Payne. She basically is the mastermind <laughs> behind everything. And she has a really mysterious yes. online presence, which I – Love. Even like is Tree Pain her real name? Yeah. The reason that this has gone viral is because Tree Pain doesn't often personally clap back to people. That's just not her job. Sorry, why do I keep thinking you're saying T? I know, I know. That's why I'm like, this can't be a real name. Tree, 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 Tree Pain. She doesn't often take it upon herself to like clap back to rumors. Otherwise, that would be her whole job. She's more like puppeteering this whole like Taylor Swift brand image. But recently, Demois has posted, Demois being the anonymous Instagram account that is a gossip account and people either love or hate, Demois had been posting to her Instagram account and has been for a while rumours that Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn had secretly gotten married a couple of years back. Demois said to this rumour, she did have a ceremony in either 2020 or 2021 in the UK, and it was described to me as a marriage by more than one person. It was never made legal. I'm sorry she didn't tell you guys about it in a song, but just because she doesn't sing about something doesn't mean it didn't happen. And in my head, I'm like, how the fuck do you know this? Well, who are you believing? Obviously, she's got insiders, people that she trusts, maybe people that she shouldn't trust, detectives everywhere. And... This was the straw that broke the camel's back with Tree Payne, who shared this screenshot to her Twitter account saying, enough is enough with these fabricated lies about Taylor from Demois. There was never a marriage or ceremony of any kind. This is an insane thing to post. It's time for you to be held accountable for the pain and trauma you cause with posts like these. And in response, Demois jumped in and said, well, I make zero dollars from lying. Can publicists say the same? Whoa. Yeah. And then went on to say she apologizes to Taylor. But I've also, I have seen people 
saying that the way that Tree Pain tweeted about this, using the words pain and trauma, might be like from a legal standpoint to prove that it's causing some kind of harm to Taylor so they can like take Demois to court. Oh my God, this is suddenly turned so American. I know. And look, I'm not sure if that's the case, but also it wouldn't surprise me if like Demois, who's constantly posting things about lots of celebrities and obviously his checks and balances because they still exist. Yeah. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if Tree Paint, if they wanted to like take down Demois. Um, but anyway, just seems like a weird, like why this rumour of all the rumours? Like there's a lot going on. You have like one of the women who is like basically holding up the global economy by touring. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the thing that is like supposedly is like taking fire on in the media is like, oh, she had this kind of party, I guess, a couple of years ago with her ex-boyfriend that no one's really heard from lately. And she's like all good now and super happy, but maybe this happened. Yeah, I know. Crazy. The only thing, and this is not fact-checked, obviously do not take this as fact, um, is that maybe there's an engagement with Travis Kelsey like in the works or they're prepping for if her and Travis Kelsey do get engaged that like the fucking SEO and shit isn't when you type in Taylor Swift engaged or Taylor Swift married it's not like Joe or one the uh, mastermindery of that two things one Taylor and Travis Kelsey have been going up for like a blink I know the, but we don't know when that started uh, I know but that's insane secondly yeah. question from from Deirdre to the masses who has heard from Joe Alwyn lately? I know he what turned he up doing? at the GQ Men of the Men of the Year Awards. Was he wearing like a like a kind of guts waistcoat yeah, or yeah. like something a bit devastating? Yeah, and, really. and everyone, a statement sock, a happy sock. All the Swifties like online uh, just joke about how he's broke all the time. Like the one joke is like <laughs> Taylor was fucking bankrolling him. Like to be fair, he is an actor, but he's not been in that much. I don't know why they really <laughs> run with that. It's probably because he like. There are rumours that he didn't love Taylor's success and that's why they broke mm. up and it's like, anyway. Anyway. That's a whole other TED It's talk. a whole other TED Talk. Speaking of being broke, what's up with all these gift guides? <gasps> we have. <laughs> Your segues hungover are not to be meddled with. We um, have been talking, me and Belle, in our husband and wife relationship <laughs> that we have. About, in our wag life. About, like, the amount of gift guides that we are seeing coming through our inbox. Like, they're chic, they're curated, everyone seems to love them. Some of them are sustainable, some of them are just fucking affiliate links, and you can tell that people have just paid to have their products put in mm. there. And we've just been kind of like, because I, I think both of us like giving gifts, or I like quite good gift givers. Yeah. Or... Yeah, I'd love to give a gift if it's to someone that I know quite well. You're a really good gift giver. Oh, thank you. Yeah. No, so I, are you. I can say this with evidence with and evidence based. <laughs> evidence based. But I feel like the whole idea of giving a gift, this is not a hot take, is like you know the person, you have to think about what they would like and the monetary value is secondary because the actual value is in the fact that you've had to think about this person and really consider what they like. And so – when it comes to gift guides, I'm just like, sorry, are we all just going to be all 
owning the same print or candle or whatever. And oh. someone will be like, oh, yeah, I saw that on X gift guide. Diary like, planner thing. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Where do you sit with them? Okay, well, if you don't read the newsy, which would be weird if you didn't, you'll know that I'm a super Grinch and I don't like Christmas. But I'm going to put that aside. But it's my precursor. Secondly, fully agree with you. Thirdly, like, I don't know. It just feels weird right now to be, like, pushing buying heaps of stuff when we're in like a huge recession massive cost of living crisis like there's really important donation drives at the moment for like devastating heartbreaking really important stuff and we're like "Mm, maybe this hair clip and like your girlfriend really wants one of those aura rings that like tracks her heart rate throughout the day and this is no shade if that's what you're into personally I'm not but it does freak me out that consumerism still seems to sort of like preside over everything no matter what's happening in the world and that freaks me out so I went a little deeper (laughs) in my investigative journalism and this is informed because years ago I dated someone who was not a good gift giver. I love gift giving. I sort of like foresaw this being an issue. So I made, this sounds psycho, my own gift guide. And it was like sorted into price ranges. I had sizes. I had like links, (laughs) affiliate links. No, I'm kidding. So because I'm like, you know, I can't expect like a boyfriend to know what size ring I am if I want like a cute not and like engagement ring. Or if like, you're gonna spend the money anyway, yeah, here's like three options. Yeah, and make it be on something that I'm actually gonna use because yeah. that's least wasteful. I can imagine like, yeah, a guy walking into a store and being like, I don't know, she likes pink. Yeah, ah, fuck. So I feel like that was kind of reasonable. And then I look back and I'm like, mm, warning. But anyway, useful. But I was thinking about what's the psychology of gifting and like what how what how does all this work? And I found this New York Times article, and they were saying like. Gifts are an expression of feeling and they talk about, they say a thoughtful and generous gift can stir up all kinds of conscious and unconscious fears, longings and desires. What does it mean to accept it? Do I I now owe that person something? What does it mean for me going forward? Do I need to respond in kind? If I respond in kind, does it mean going to the next level? And so it's like these tiny things, but actually this huge expression of, of a lot of wider kind of, yeah, like thoughts, feelings, and insecurities. And I just thought it was really interesting as we kind of head into this time, which is super expensive. A lot of people are struggling to make ends meet and this pressure to like have the top 10 gifts for your partner who is a blah, is just like, who's a Labrador, who's a like whatever yeah. kind of TikTok personality just kind of freaks me out. Yeah, it's very... It's very like we love to believe that we go on the internet to become more individual and to figure out who we are and to to find these new rabbit holes. But kind of like I've written about with the what about me effect, actually the internet's just showing us like what we or what the algorithm thinks people very similar to us Mm. would like for Christmas in this instance. And it means that instead of becoming more individual online, we're actually all just like buying the same it calendar and the same Mm. it pen and the same it and for some reason feeling really good about it and as though it's like a sign of like I've arrived like there's so much I can't control but the one thing I can get is the it pen yes and I also okay so I think back to a few things you were saying earlier like 
we are all people trying to live in this world. It's not, we can't expect that because there are bad things happening elsewhere that we cease to do these little things that make us feel good, like celebrate the holidays if that's for you and buy these gifts if that's for you. Like we the world's that's just not going to happen realistically. The world's not going to just be like, oh fuck, cancel Christmas, donate to all these places. Yeah. Oh, we know yeah. that. No, we like we know that. That's not what we're saying, but we are sort of. I think like how you made the list of things that it was like. Well, realistically, the world is not going to change. Mm. You're going to be buying gifts anyway. Yeah. Let me tell you. Join yeah. it in. Let me tell you what I mean. No, <laughs> let me tell you what you can get that is going to be, like, the least wasteful. Yeah. Like, let me give you a list. Like, I think it's almost cuter to make a gift guide for yourself, like, to be like, these are the things I need that will make my life better if you want to put on their places to donate or things like that. Yeah. Like, these are the things you can do for it's me. It's like a wedding gift a re- registry. registry. A wedding fucking registry. Okay, not to, like, totally full circle this and, and completely center myself in this narrative, but I think that's why I cried in the camera shop because that was my Christmas gift to myself. Yeah. It's been a really hard year. Yeah, and, and we all do things like that because we're yeah. all human. I, I think especially for any listeners who fly solo – like oh. being single at Christmas can be really tricky if you go home and everyone's like coupled up or yeah. if you're watching those like albums of like family Christmas being uploaded and you're like. Or you just now? are like at a family Christmas and you know that everyone else has gone halves on their gifts. Yes. Like this is from me and mine. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, these are all just from me. So yeah. this has been double as expensive. And what I'm doing is sending you my bank account and just drop a quick little sort of donation there to level the playing field um, is that I think it's really important to do something for yourself. Yeah. And otherwise you just end up with like a phone case that – fits an android when you've got an iphone yeah. and like a candle that's like too sweet and is a weird hibiscus like mandarin blend or like something that you've seen on the gift guide that you know <gasps> that that person read yes. that's what i think is happening i'm like i'm seeing these really it girl gift guides going viral and i'm like yeah but if someone bought me something from that I've read it. I I know that they haven't thought about me. And maybe that's just because we put value into the thought rather than like I don't care if I buy someone a gift, they don't buy me one back because I liked buying it. Yeah. And But for other people, like also people that don't have time in their days, people that are working really intense jobs, Mm. people like fucking nurses and doctors and shit, I'm like – you deserve a fucking gift guide because you are thinking about way harder things. A hundred percent. And there is a counter argument to this, right? Which is like someone fucking curate things for me and I'm going to yes. use a, a Roman Empire flea bag reference here, which yep. is just like, tell me what to think. Tell yep. me what music to love. Tell me what to wear. Tell me how to act. Tell me what haircut suits me. Um, just just someone take this mental me. load yeah. off. And I do kind of see that, but yep. it's also reflective of something kind of wider and more existential perhaps oh oh, just like everything else we see online (laughs) Um, well 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 speaking of i don't have a good segue for this wider and existential (laughs) i'm like what's on your radar and i'm wondering if we have both of the exact same things on our radar it's gonna be the same okay so it's full hibernation season here it's really cold today is really cold not that it's interesting to you yeah (laughs) It's like when someone talks about their holiday for like 27 minutes, you're like, cool, you went to Morocco, shut up. It's like us with the band, (laughs) dare I say. But we're hypocrites, you know this. Yeah, we don't profess to be otherwise. Um, 
Lucy and I have been watching Girls, re-watching Girls and... And re-watching Gilmore Girls. Yeah. So we're really in our girl era. Yeah, and we're calling it, it's it's part of book research. Um, And we're also reading I'm a Fan. We're both consuming the exact same shit. <laughs> That's our book club book this week. I'm a this Fan month. is so good. Okay, I'm just going to do a quick plug for that. I yep. know we have to go. But if you are... Um, a kind of like modern girly. I mean, this a, 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 like appeals to anyone, but particularly this is who I think this is perfect for. Anyone who's dated, anyone who's super online, anyone who has been jealous, anyone who has been maybe in a polyamorous relationship, anyone who's watched or taken part or been in some kind of sphere of an affair, anyone who loves acerbic, oh my God, that hits me in the teeth, um, kind of analysis of influence, influencer culture. This book is so good. I can't put it down. Okay, and so you're going to all read along with us for our book club for that because that was a really good elevator pitch for the book and I can't wait for us to sit down and talk about it. And all I have left to say is that we have to go... And sleep. And <laughs> sleep and probably watch an episode of Gilmore Girls. Sleep off this cursed lemony goddamn day. Yes, and sleep off this hangover. You've done so well on a simple Merlot. Oh, you've done so well on a simple, huge, terrible day. <laughs> anyway, that, team. We wish you good luck. Good luck. We love you. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.